comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth. Justice and peace for all mankind. Hey everybody, welcome to the DC TV Podcast, episode 91. Wow, we've done 91 of these things? Damn, I'm so high, I don't remember. I don't know, I, I think like the whole, like all of the 70s, I forget. So Yeah. But 91 was like the year the punk broke, I remember that. Whoa! Sudden, all of a sudden all those kids were all grungy at the mall, mm-hmm. all, almost overnight. Ah, the memories. But uh, we also have other memories to discuss tonight, including uh, some DC TV. We only had four shows tonight because Gotham and Lucifer are on their season breaks until Ooh. I think April or something, yeah. which is a drag because those are both Bunch. you know doing really well. I think that you know they've been super yeah. well recently. Uh, so that leaves the uh, Supergirl and the Flash and the Legends of Tomorrow and the Arrows. And it was uh, flying. It was flying. We're also going to talk a little bit about Powerless, and there's some news. We got a director for the new Batman movie. I guess the script is finally finished. So, uh, you know, we can talk about that as well. Well, it ain't good as Lego Batman. <laughs> Already hating Batman. on the Legos. We, I'm not. I'm just even, saying. We, I, I didn't even the, mention Lego Batman. Of it. It's the best oh, Batman movie ever. Legos are awesome. I just spent, I spent this morning putting together... The Lego Batman Arkham Asylum, which is an oh, awesome, awesome set. What does that mean? It's a toy. It's a play set, dude. It's toys. Oh. Yeah, toys. Did you have them when well, you were a kid? Uh, oh. You just have a stick and a hoop. I ain't play with no toys. Grown-ass man when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> he felt recessed because he don't play. I don't play. <laughs> Let's talk. Uh, let's let me introduce my co-host though the uh, the man who designed the those black masks that uh, Diggle and Oliver wore uh, this episode of Arrow. But hey, it's still better than the Spartan helmet, Mister Daryl Taylor. How you doing, Backpack Baby? Two thousand seventeen versus what was it? Undead ba- Undead Baby. We had it worked out earlier. Today. Bird versus un- Undead Baby. Undead Baby versus Backpack uh, Backpack Baby coming yeah. to a theater near you. That's right. In IMAX <laughs> Ultimate Edition. Dolby Surround Sound. <laughs> the guy who taught Van Wayne how to kiss up to his uh, cousin, Mr. Rich the Chub Chub uh, Sheldon. Nothing says loving like marrying your cousin. Oh, man. Oh. That's not a song. That's totally not where I was taking that, but okay. What is wrong with you? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Stop watching the new girl. Is he, he's trying to watch Walking Dead while we record. Mm. So he's not going to pay attention. So it's not bad. on yet. It doesn't come on for another hour. Oh, but you were looking, though, wasn't you? Wasn't you? Oh. You were checking the time. Yep. 
Yep. How dare you. <laughs> and the, the woman who, who gave Monelle a sick throat punch when he tried to give her club soda. <laughs> Miss Jerry. Get that out of here. She Get really would do that. I, I know I literally would, yeah. Yeah, you would. It. You would. Right to the throat. It's like a reflex for you. That's why they call you sister. Throat yeah. Punch, right? Wouldn't even think twice. You just see Pi May teaching you the art of the throat punch, you know. Yep. Like Kill Bill style, right? Isn't that what or, happened? I'm not going to verify that. I have warrants. So. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, okay, Allegedly. I want to, I want to, I've got the dust sentence on 12 systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, since we're talking about Monel and his club soda, let's start with Supergirl this week. Um, this episode for me was like a sandwich of CW. Like it was, yes. it was like yeah. the beginning, beginning was very CW. The like last 10 minutes was very CW. And then everything in the middle was like a cool episode of Supergirl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we go through the stuff, uh, where Kara, Kara tries to, uh, uh, fix things between her and Monel, but makes things worse. Of course. Uh, we find out Alex and Maggie are going to a bare naked ladies concert. <laughs> I'm saying she got a good girlfriend, though. Yeah. And she got her backstage and stuff. But there's a there's a poll. I didn't know they still toured. Uh, I didn't know either. I mean, I don't care about very good ladies, but it, she wanted to take her to somewhere where she wanted to go. Right. Well, right. Damn, how many girlfriends do that for you? They take you where they want to go. Yeah. All of them. All yeah. of them. Yeah. Yep. And then they tell you to have fun at it, too. That's right. Enjoy. Um, then we get the scene at the bar with McGann taking out the trash. Every single time somebody takes out the trash at that bar, they get beat up. They need security there in that right. alley, man. They get attacked. McGann got attacked there once before. Monel got attacked there once before. Yeah. Like, Why do you have no bounces? If it get was, a secure one-way door chute for trash to go out of. If I was you know, not going bar, outside. <laughs> If I was working in that bar and said, hey, we might take out the trash, I'd be like, hell yeah, what? I don't want to get beat the I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, it's strange, though. Like, it's an alien bar, right? Why Why won't you just hire two aliens to be the bouncers? Like, every bar has a bouncer. Wouldn't you, I mean, I know it's, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It'd be fun. I think it'd be another character to add that doesn't have to. I'd make him Bibbo. Uh, I'd make Bibbo the, the bouncer. He doesn't that even have explain, to be alien, but I'd make him Bibbo. That would explain why he'd act so weird. Yeah. He's an alien. Yeah. Not, not like a stereotype from an old comic. But... Exactly. Cool. Um, McGon warned the DEO about the white Martians that are coming, and John's been mm-hmm. keeping uh, eye on her by doing like different dudes. Yeah. Uh, Don't like be a... creepy. Yeah, that was a little creepy. He's like, you were the old lady and the little boy and the homeless man, you know. But I'm, I'm just saying too is that that was like beyond cre- I mean that was like yeah. beyond just like I wanting to keep her safe you know yeah it was, yeah. yeah yeah stalkerish that was- I was thinking the same thing. Remember in the in the Spider-Man movie where like Gwen, you know, had moved on and was doing mm-hmm. stuff with her friends, and his ass was still creeping. I'm like, come on, that's creepy. Oh, emo spider. But at least he swung up, and I mean, he was up in the city tops, and he would check on her as he was saving people. But John was uh, just straight yeah, up yeah. following. Like yeah. he just was straight up following her the whole day. Yeah. And she knew it too. And yeah, she, she knew it until the end of the day, which was. They got telepathy, fool. Like, who you hiding from? Right. She's not going to notice. 
And didn't yeah. they just bond or something like that? Didn't they? No, like, not yet. No, they, they did. Bond. They did do the sharing, but they didn't. That's, well, they did bond. the sharing thing. So doesn't that yeah. give them like a connection mentally or something? Very true. Well, they do the full bond like at the end of this episode. Spoiler! Yeah. Sorry, spoiler for the end of the episode. We're talking. Yeah, let about me just that. say, uh, brown chicken, that, brown nah, that green, uh, that uh, Martian sex is not fun. I don't, I don't like it. I prefer Earth versions. Whatever. Don't knock it till you try, man. Like just yeah. holding the heads together. I don't need to. to, to what is that? That's how cold Sounds I'm like doing. somebody's trying to cover up for all the alien porn on his laptop. <sighs> I don't have alien <laughs> porn. But what I do have, it okay. must be mm-hmm. <laughs> out of this world. Get it? Okay. Real it in. Real it in. Real it in. Okay. Um, while they're having a discussion over this, uh, Armex, this white Martian attacks Madonna. Trust on white Martians. And then um, uh, John is like trying to fight him off, and then Kara arrives in time, and between the two of them, they scare him off. But right. this dude like comes back later to bother McGowan as uh, like a human in a human form, abusive husband. And it turns out exactly he's an old abusive husband of McGowan from Mars, and uh, he he gives her like two hours to make a decision. Either comes with her, or he, she comes with him, or he kills all of her friends. Right. So um, John goes to the <laughs> bar, and oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm just saying it's weird. Why don't the why don't the Martians just attack Earth? I don't get what the why wouldn't they? Yeah, that's something that like the whole thing about this episode. I'm like, I hope this isn't like it. It. I was expecting like a mini episode arc of a um, White Martian battle, and right. this was cool. This was we got some cool battles in this, right. but because like, I say that because it's like there's no. Like Earth, this Earth doesn't have a bunch of superheroes. It just has Wonder. It just has Superman and Supergirl for the most part. Right? Well, they've kind of made allusions to Batman as well. Okay, and Batman, and Batman. Like you have a planet well, he's not of technically uh, super, you know. Yeah, but he's Batman. Well, yeah. But you have a planet of white Mar- Like there's no reason. Like it's just weird to me that there's no. They don't. They don't try to establish a reason why. These these evil things just don't attack the earth. Like there's you like usually there's reason. Oh, they, they have heroes there that defend it. We don't want to go that route or something. Or there's somebody keeping them from doing it or something. And this this has been for a while since the first season mm-hmm. where the Kryptonians like they would never attack completely. Like they always did little attacks here and there, but they would never re- like really attack the planet until it was the big finale. And even that, she beat them, and then the rest of them just ran off, and you never hear anything well, else about them again. If you think about it, Daryl, I mean, especially with um, Supergirl, it in comic books you don't get all-out attacks and all-out invasions in every single issue. You get little things here and there. So I mean, it kind of fits in the in the sequential storytelling, like. From a comic, no, but it's still we give a reason why they're not attacking yet. Like, is there well, a plan, yeah. or like, there's no, there's no. Maybe they haven't got sitters for the kids. <laughs> maybe it's more trouble. Maybe we're more trouble than we'd be worth. I guess. Yeah, 
But they don't have a lot of heroes. That's why I'm at, I'm saying that because they don't have a lot of superheroes. So that's and, why I'm and saying. And maybe it's Planet Envy. I mean, they're on that dusty red rock. There isn't really a lot going on. It's like it's over there. It's red over here. It's red. I mean, maybe it's jealousy, and they just really don't want to come here. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, John goes back to the bar, offers McGann uh, protection, and then she agrees, and they go back to the DEO. But then when another McGann shows up at the DEO, they realize that the one that came in with John is actually Armac in disguise. Damn. And then they, the power goes out as John fights Armac. They, they seriously F up some uh, big monitors on the wall. I was so sad to see that. I was like, no, I could use that. Damn, man. That's a big TV, monitor. no. Oh, <laughs> Breaking good stuff. And then when the lights come back on, we get a little, like, mini version of uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Because the White Martian could be masquerading as any of them. They're all already, like, freaking out. Like, these people are, like, trained agents. They're already like, she's the White Martian. No, she, they're, like, pointing guns at each other and stuff. Well, I'm that like, one dude, on. he got to go. He got to be fine. You know... And I know, yeah, yeah, he got to go. He's the worst agent already. He's not even listened to his superior officers. Like he got to go. I know we touch on this probably almost every episode of this podcast, and for good reason. But now that that powerless show has come along, what they need to invent is how to keep people that don't belong out of your secret lair. Gadgets. Um. Because, I mean, for crying out loud, how many times are people going to go over Queen? Yeah, no shit. I don't know. So one to uh, The Flash, too. Uh, Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They even made a joke about that on The Flash this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, they did, yeah. It's like, come on. It's What part of secret lair is secret? (laughs) Saying though, I know. It turns out that Wynn is the mm-hmm. Martian. Instead of taking the test, he just tells him and then attacks. And then uh, they start fighting, but like fake Wynn uses Wynn's <laughs> knowledge to reprogram the nuclear reactor to overload in like sure. 10 minutes or something crazy. Because, yeah. you know, we have that feature built in in case we need to cause a nuclear reaction. Wouldn't you? <sighs> anyway. So they split up to go look for the real win. Um, Kara has a heart-to-heart with Alex over about, you know, Maggie and, uh, you know, she's, it's like, I was watching, I'm like, come on, don't get all CW now. This part is cool. But then right. they, 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 skipped, they skipped over the CW part when it turns out that Alex was also um, taken by one of the Martians, and it's fake okay. Alex. So Karen oh, and Alex no. get to fight out in the nuclear reactor in nuclear reactor room. Um, John and Miss Martian fight with Armek there, and during it all, Wynn is trying to deprogram the reactor from exploding. Right. And John gets beat up a lot. Yes, and as he's getting beaten up, um, Real Wind, uh, Real Wind shuts down the reactor, uh, Kara and real Alex defeat the fake Alex, and then uh, Miss Martian does this really cool, like, uh, jumping battle cry, spear to the back, and kills her ex-husband before to save John's life. Did you get us? St- I, I had a, a bad feeling that maybe he would turn around and stab her. 
I'm glad it didn't happen, but I thought. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I. Because I, I had a feeling they have a habit of taking characters out, you know, oh, like yeah. just taking them off the board, which they did anyway, but. Right. It's annoying. Way. It's annoying. So after this, after the cool battle and everything, it's time to get back to the CW part of the show. All right, I don't want to wait. Um, Alex rushes off to see Maggie because she missed the concert. Don't you do it. No. Don't you do it, Chubb. Stop it. <laughs> Just say it. Uh, Wynn heads out to meet up with James for Guardian Business. Guardian Business. So Kara's all alone on her Earth birthday. Oh. By myself. Uh, McGon tells John that she's going to go back to Mars and help her uh, help lead the resistance with other white Martians that are like her. That's that stupid. They're fighting for for peace, which you know they're finally they finally uh, do the full bonding or whatever on that balcony. All right. All right. And uh, then she beams out very Star Trek. Oh yeah. Does that remind you of the transporter from Star Trek from yeah, yeah, Next Generation? Mm-hmm. Sure. It's almost, the same. It it's almost the same effect. I thought. Yeah, yeah, similar. I don't want her to go. I liked her. We then get the rest of the uh, CW part. Alex shows up at Kara's apartment with a cupcake. Yeah, yeah. I like the way she looked through the door with her expert vision to see who it was first. That was cool. Yeah, that's smart, because you should do that. Yeah, Why wouldn't you do that? That was cool. But uh, Alex is like, you know, you're putting so much effort into this birthday thing because you don't want to pay attention about to what's going on with Monel. Yup. And Kara says, you know, she's not interested in him, but Alex is like, OBS. Oh, you know, that's not entirely true. And then the last scene, uh, we see her going to work at Catco and running into Kara, to, um, Monel and Miss Teschmacher on their way out to a lunch date. And then yeah. she's all like, hurt and stuff. Now I want him because he's with someone else. Yeah. How dare he? Why is he just pining away for me like I am for him? But you know what I would have did, though? I would have wrote it as James would have been the one to bring the cupcake because he knew her. He was friends with her. Mm-hmm. And and then he would have left. They would have, It would have been awkward. But he would have said no matter what's going through, you know, what we're going through still. You know, and then I would have had him leave. That would have been cool. Boom. Yeah. That would have been cool. Instead of doing the same shit we knew you were going to do, the same not the same CW nonsense that we knew they were going to do. You could have switched it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of went over the same area before with Alex and Kara when mm-hmm. when, she, when um you know the stuff went down when she, uh, she went off to the slaver planet and then she thought she would you know she couldn't be happy she could put her own happiness in front of yeah Kara's you know. so the middle part of this episode I really liked right but the CW I parts agree. I really did not like. Yeah, they go down. Yeah. This is so, not a not a good so episode for so me. So I'm gonna have to grade this uh, accordingly. I'm giving it a B minus. I'm giving it a C plus. That's I'm right there with Daryl C plus. I mean, there was there was some really cool action in the middle, some really cool stuff going on, but like you said, sandwiched with the CW, it just it was. You know what? I changed mine. I'm gonna make it a C for CW ness. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> C plus is the best I could give. Yeah, I, I said I think B, but yeah, I, I had the same like kind of uh roll my eye moments. I'm like, come on. So yeah. Okay. Let's move on to uh, the Flash. This episode, yeah. is, episode is called Unto- Untouchable. 
Mm-hmm. And was it me or was this really a good episode, guys? This was a great episode. This was this awesome. Was, <laughs> was this so, was the best episode I of love it. this week. I agree. This is definitely the best DC show this week. Yeah. Only thing I didn't like was Jillian, and I'm not going to like him at all because he's a dumb character. I Actually, I really liked him in this episode. He had a moment that wasn't so bad. Yeah. He had one moment out of being a dick for the rest of the episode. I love the opening scene with uh, Flash and Kid Flash uh, doing a training session by racing. Awesome. And the rest of them are betting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just going to take yeah. everybody's bets. Iris yeah. and Kaylin bet on Barry. Uh, HR goes all in on Wally. Right. Um, and they race, and they're really, really close in the race, but then Barry's end up, uh, ends up winning the race by phasing through a building. And that's something that, Barry, that Wally can't do yet. Yeah, that's a scary thing to phase, though, when you think about it. Like, well, you got to take a leap of faith to do that. Well, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, after he learned it, he was able to do it everywhere. I mean, he phases that whole train tonight. But he had to, I mean, but but I mean, but it was like he had, there was a life and death situation. But I mean, to just do it on a, you know, like on a whim or in a practice run. Yeah, that's scary. kind of scary, like to. Yeah. That's kind of scary. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I had an issue with the train thing, and when we get to it, I'll go, but, but yeah. Go ahead, Jim. I'm sorry. Here's what I really liked about it. Mm-hmm. Barry is like becoming the Harrison Wells to Wally. Yeah. The way uh, Harrison okay. pushed Barry to get strong enough to face, right. to face, uh, you know, uh, 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 reverse flash. He's mm-hmm. pushing Wally to be fast enough to love it. Front sabotage. Well, and he kind of even says as much. Right. But it, yeah, yeah, but it, I just think it's cool how they're mirroring that kind of theme of training mm-hmm. and stuff, right. and how yep. they're and and just the way, the chemistry between the two actors too. Yeah. Uh, Ken yeah. Lonsdale and Grant Gustin. I mean, they really it's work well together. It's just very they're very comfortable together. Um, yeah, it's a family. It's just good good acting, good good pairing all around. Yeah, they so. even went to that march together. That was great. They went to the together. <laughs> yeah. They did. They went to the march together. The, the women's march. You didn't see the pictures? Oh yeah, they did. I saw, yeah, yeah, they went to the march together. That was cool. Yeah. Like a lot of them were there. That was that was cool. Yeah. That means they like to hang out. I mean, they don't have to. They didn't have to go to that. So that it, it helps helps the show. Um, Barry wonders how Wells managed to teach him how to do it, and Cisco points out that Wells had 15 years to be to prepare. Yeah. He sure already, already knew the phasing was. He already knew the phasing was possible too. Mm-hmm. There's there a murder in Central City, and uh, Barry gets called away from his training session with Wally. The first victim is a chef, and um, the chef kill them. The, yeah, man, why you gotta kill the chef, yo? Dude, I got to eat. Don't be killing the chef, dude. Those are my brothers in arms. Yeah. Um, chef's death means the restaurant is going to close, and that was one of the things on there. Mm-hmm. Dry erase board that Barry saw in the future. Yeah. That Luigi's restaurant was going to close. And, uh, that kind of gives, uh, Iris a bit of a chill. And, you know, but Barry said she shouldn't be worried. You know, she, Barry, uh, Iris is a lot more scared this episode. Um, starting out anyway. Yeah. Um, they also re- see that there's, uh, the, the, the body has like been, uh, gone necrotic, um, yeah. in just a matter of hours. Like it's it's rotted much much quick, more quickly than a regular body would would decay. Yeah. So, um, they realize it's a meta, and um, after a second victim, they real Barry realizes that they were both cops in the Flashpoint universe, 
and uh, Julian realizes that uh, because he was able to run uh, the DNA on the necrotic on the necrotic uh, uh, symptom, he was able to determine the guy's name is Clive Yorkin and that he created him when he was Doctor Alchemy. Mm-hmm. So and Caitlin tries to you know, no, you did what you did when your alchemy was <sighs> you blah blah blah. I'm like Caitlin of all people telling you that. Come on. If, if he should Caitlin. get over it, then you should get over it too, Caitlin. Caitlin, tell me anything. I will believe her. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Don't you hate. Okay. Very, very Batman, yes. Yeah. You hate. Don't you hate. Mm-hmm. Don't you hate. Uh-huh. Barry tells Joe to lay low. Joe's like, forget that because Cecile's daughter's in town. We have to go to Jitters and meet her. All right. Turns out she's a huge uh, Kid Flash fan. Yeah, the daughter. Yeah. And she had really cool hair. I like that hair. She really yeah. did. She was cute. She was cute. Yeah. Um, so Barry's like a little jealous of that. And then as they're as it's all going down, uh, this dude Clive or whatever. What is? Does he have a con- name in the comics? Does he have a counterpart in the comics? I really. <sighs> there was a character that couldn't think of a, a name. They don't I really couldn't think them. of a name either, but there was a character that could uh, break down the cellular structure of anything it, he touched. I just can't remember what it, what his name was. The uh, the dude walks in and starts just you know just decaying everything in, in jitters, and he, he wants uh, he's looking for Joe. Um, Wally you know ducks out the side door and then comes around the building and tries to fight him, and then uh, Barry's like coaching him. From the balcony, yeah. like you know, he makes his arms go in circles, and then like, tornado arms, and that works. And then he gets, but Clive gets away, which I liked. Um, they take back Joe back to Star Labs, and Joe wants to go out here and check on Cecile, but Iris explains decides it's time to come clean with him about the future stuff. And great scene with Jesse L. Martin here, like reacting mm-hmm. to that, reacting to like her, um. And being, uh, you know, told that his daughter is, you know, supposedly will die. You know, I was mad with him. Yeah, it's just good stuff. What am I looking at here, Clive? What's the name? New, New Earth, Clive Yorkin. That's just the name he goes yeah. by, though. Not. Yeah, and it's a little different here. He drains the energy, not necessarily makes uh, him necrotic. Oh, I, I knew it was something strange, but yeah. I thought that. I thought, yeah, I thought there was a character like this with a different name, but that might have been the old DC. This is the yeah, it might version. have been. Yeah. Thanks for looking that up. Yep. Um. Anyway, after failing to kill Joe, Clive decides to set his sights on Iris. And uh, Wally shows up, but he's not fast enough to stop her from touching, stop him from Damn touching it. her. And he gets Iris back to Star Labs, and Clive gets away. Barry kind of gets mad at him for not calling him to help save Iris. I agree, though. Yeah, he should have called for backup. It you call have, extra. You do backup. It could have stopped Clive right there and then. If he yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't say. And I'm mad at Cisco for listening. Like, Cisco, you know better. That, that's the better. part that kind of, I, I could see him making the mistake, but Cisco, that was like, you know better. I get it. Needed it for the plot. He had to have, he had to have a rookie mistake moment. I'm still, yeah. I was still trying to figure out, and I, I kind of glossed over it, but how, I was trying to figure out how they were able to vibe into Flashpoint if it no longer exists. They explained that. Yeah, I know, but it was kind of a BS explanation. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. really a concrete one. <laughs> it, it was good enough for me, but... Yeah. 
We put Just the dilithium crystals in the yeah. uh, quantum flux <laughs> capacitor and then uh, hit a little hot sauce on it and yeah, <laughs> sprinkle some glitter on um, the necrosis is uh, in Iris's arm, and the only way to slow it down is uh, to freeze it. And uh, mm-hmm. Kaylin agrees to use her powers, even though later on she kind of almost loses it. And then Julian has to talk her down from being Killer Frost, and that's like the one redeeming. Uh, speech of julian ever i wanted him to stick with the thing of saying would you stop with this bullshit about you and her are not two different people it's just you with powers just control yourself right like this whole thing of you thinking you keep making it seem like there's you're doing it to yourself when you keep saying that it's a different persona nobody else has a different persona when they get the meta powers Gosh, damn it. Well, but though maybe something when she taps into the powers, it causes some some chemical imbalance. It has a separate personality or something. I don't believe that. It didn't do that with any other meta. I mean, the only metas that have changed personality is different because they were they got the personality that they had in the other well, timeline. There was that girl with the um, magnetic powers, Magenta. That was a, she was a split personality. Actually, and, and she that, learned to control it, though, didn't she? Well, she suppressed the magenta personality and went back. But to she was abused. Song. I mean, yeah. she was she was abused. Well, over I think years. Caitlin. I think Caitlin has the ability to, you know. Yeah, but I mean, the magenta it's, thing. It's just she is too. She just doesn't have the confidence right now. I know, but I mean, and the Julian gives her that confidence. Okay, but hold on, hold on. The magenta thing was. He kept telling her that she was less than, she was beating her, mm-hmm. he was doing all types of things, calling her monster and all this kind of stuff. So she kind of was in fear and con- and she made up this magenta thing to allow herself to um, express herself because she she couldn't. That was the only way that she could break free of it. So that caught like her own psyche is what caused it. Right. But Caitlin didn't have that. It like she wasn't beaten or she had a bad mother. She didn't have great parents, but she didn't have a psychosis. Of, she of, lost her husband. Yes, yeah. twice. Twice. Well, she lost her husband, and then a boyfriend turned out to be an evil speedster. Right. That's true. So they vibe to a universe where Flashpoint is still a thing. So they can figure out who Clive is targeting next. And it turns out it's Laura Stone, private investigator, who Joe tracks down at the train station. And they're on the train, and... um She's she's keeps blowing it off, but he's like, look, you know, this guy tried to kill me. He's gonna try to kill you. They uh, realize that the, the only way to stop this guy is to counteract the necrotic stuff with the uh, the rejuvenation, the, re, uh, the regenerating properties of uh, uh, Barry's blood, or as it turns out, Wally's blood later. Right. Yeah. Uh, to counteract Clark's blood, and that will uh, negate his power. So after they figure that out. This is where Caitlin loses control. Julian has a, is able to talk her down and has a speech mm-hmm. at the one redeeming time. And then he goes back to being a total dick right after that. Yeah. So, right, right, really quick. I'm going to be really helpful and cool at this moment. And now I'm going to be a total dick again. So. Yeah. Be a dick again. Clive uses powers to destroy like a uh, train track, uh, uh, a building over a train track to uh, destroy the train that they're, they're both on. And uh, the train's moving too quickly to stop it, and the only solution Barry can come with it, come up with it, is to vibrate the train quickly enough to phase the whole thing through the debris. And he does it. And HR, yeah. HR says, "Holy Kardashian!" <laughs> yeah, he does. He does say that. 
At first, I thought I like he said Cardassian, like uh, mm. Deep Space Nine, but no, he said Kardashian. Uh, he wouldn't be that cool. My only issue with this, and I know I'm putting too much into it, but uh-huh. he's in one car. Uh-huh. And each car is connected by a series of pin and couplings. All right? Uh-huh. So each one is its own set of chassis. All I'm saying is to get one vibrating at the right speed is one thing, but then to get them all that are just interconnected by little couplings and pins to fate. To make it feasible, I just that that was a bit of a stretch. You know what, I mean, because you, you should call Greg Berlanti and tell him that. Yeah, you tell well, him. I'm, I'm just sure saying he'd like to read that in an email. When they first introduced the whole phasing thing back in season one, mm-hmm. there was the whole they, the whole explanation that they went through of have H has its different frequencies and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm using yeah, but when they phone. but when they established that he. He the Speed Force was almost its own entity. I could I could comic book it away by saying to myself, "Go for it." He unleashed. Uh, uh, he tapped into the Speed Force more than usual. He doesn't know when he does it. Like there's no thing to read when they tap into it, right. but they seem to tap into the. They seem to do things they're not supposed to be able to do when they're so are you thinking took the mass of the train into the speed force and then out of the speed force on the other side because that i that. could buy he that could have done could that but there's no way for him to know right. yeah. it, it's one of those things where he just you instinctively do what you need to do uh your body just there are certain things that your body has reflexes for right you, you don't tell your body to breathe you don't tell yourself to your blood to flow you don't tell your heart to beat but, we, but when it needs to do it, it does it. And he needed it to do that thing. He didn't have time to to doubt that he could do it. And that, in fact, I think with all the training he's had over the years, it, it says something that he didn't even sit there and go through this self-doubt that how can I do it? He just said, I can do this. Right. It's true. Because I have to. And every time, every time he's taking like a, a big leap forward in his powers, it's been because of a stressful situation where he had yeah. to. Right, and he says as much to uh, to Wally in this. Yeah, you know. So I like when you have the speed. If this was Quicksilver, I mean, the the mutant Quicksilver, his power doesn't come from another entity. His speed force comes from his own body. So I could, I'd be like, that's bull. If he tried to do that, he wouldn't be able to do it. But Flash taps into another entire force. He may he so, may think he's just vibrating stuff, but he's actually extending the speed force around himself, and right. he would, he wouldn't know the difference because he's still learning about the speed force. Exactly, he doesn't right. know it like that. Yeah, I accept that explanation. Our note will be awaiting our no prize anyway. Exactly, <laughs> and <Anyway>. it over. <laughs> the save leaves Barry pretty weak, and he tells Wally that he's going to have to phase through Clive. And get his uh, blood into Clive by phasing through him. Yeah, pretty freaky. And he did the same thing. Like he didn't think he could do it. Right. But when there was life on the line, there was there were lives on the line. He he was like, I don't have time to sit there and doubt myself that I could do it. He just did it. And that's what Barry tells him too. He's like, you just saw me do something I've never done before, something impossible because right, I had right. to, and now you have to do what you have to. Exactly. But that brings up the question: Every time they phase through someone, mm-hmm. are there fluids exchanging now? 
I don't think so. I think that's why I'm he cut. Just... I think that's why he cut himself. Yeah. Oh, I guess I missed that part. I didn't see. Yeah, he cut his hand. He had to. Oh, okay. he had the blood had to mix. He cut his hand. Okay, because I'm just like, because I'm just like, did did he like phase unfazed just enough to get? Because I'm like, that's just creepy. But okay, that makes sense. I missed the cut. So. Did you watch the Flash this week, Jerry? I did. What did you think of the Flash this week, Jerry? I think B plus. I actually liked it. I thought B plus, for sure. And I like, I like, I'm still liking Kid Flash in it a lot. Um, yeah, good time. You know, I would get rid of Julian, though. I would, you know, I would have had it where Caitlin was the one who got hired to work with Barry. Well, I think you're it's right. Julian. The whole one's going to die. I think he's going to die. Yeah, he's cannon fodder. He's or done. Or be lost forever, like sacrifice himself. Yeah, one or the other. It would be one of those things. But I would love if Caitlin, I, I would think. There's something I would do with Caitlin. I would have her be the one that works with Barry in terms of studying the, you know, she could, that could be her side job along with being in Star Labs. Caitlin and Julian go have a drink after uh, everything is Because, of course, she has to get close to him so that she can have another man die and go away. Is that what it is? Or maybe they can yeah. both go schizophrenic together and go on a crime spree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, I was but they also they also decided uh, Team Flash decides absolute honesty among the team going forward. Not yes, it should be. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. So right? in the very end of the episode, um, Jesse Quick runs over, and Wally's in front of the portal. Uh, I you know, squealed. And Jesse Quick runs too. in, and I Wally's squeed, like, yes. "Yeah, totally." Especially after what she says. Yeah. You know, so right. Wally's yeah. all happy to see her. He's like, "Jesse." How you doing, baby? And she's like, I ain't got time for that now, cuz. She said, not now. She's not, not now. She's not, not now, boo. Not, not, not now, baby. Not now, not now baby. Later, later, later. But I was excited to see her because I like her character, but it also means that they're going to have the other Wells. Mm-hmm. Which I, listen, this is going to give me, this is, a, first of all, it's going to give me everything I want. It's a two-parter. You got Gorilla City. You got Jesse back. Along with Wally, so now they can get together and run together and do their thing, right? And then we get the well, and we get Wells back. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, I don't think I could take it. I think I, yeah, I don't think I could take it. Yeah. It was just a good thing they're able to get the actor back. I know. But uh, yeah, she says Grada is my dad in Gorilla City. We have to go save him. I was like, what? Go now and let's watch it now. Don't right. wait. I don't want to wait. Do now. Just go, go ahead. I want to see Gorilla City. God damn it. I want to see all of it. Hell yeah. It's too much fun, man. Is, is the two-parter going to be in the same night? I don't think so. Damn it. I almost want to not watch it and then record the other episode and then put them all together so I can watch them all in one hour. <laughs> I do like a child. I know. Well, I want to wait. Hmm? I'll probably watch them, usually with the two parties and stuff like that. I'll watch them when they air, and then hmm. I'll watch it all as one thing. I did that with the Invasion crossover. Yeah, I did that too. Maybe watch it all in one sitting. But, oh, I can't wait for that. That's going to be yeah. great. I usually wait till all the CW shows have aired, and then I watch them together for the week. Okay, speaking of CW shows, let's move on to the next one. Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Season 2, Episode 11, Turncoat. 
Mm-hmm. It's Christmas Day, and Rip Hunter just killed George Washington. Of course he did. Cheat yourself. <laughs> because. <laughs> well, considering this portrayal of George Washington was the worst portrayal of George Washington I've ever seen in print, in visual, just it was terrible. And um, they might as well have killed him at the beginning of the episode because they killed him all through it because it was terrible. Because I know George Washington, sir, and you are no George Washington. Exactly. I don't know George Washington, that dude. I think you do know George Washington, no. Dude, son. You have to call bullshit. I don't know who that is. Who that? It's Freddie. Mm-hmm. Freddie Bo- Although I loved Mick through this entire episode. Yeah, in fact, he does the voiceover oh. at the beginning. Yeah, yeah he does. A- like, like, who writes this crap anyway? Yeah, <laughs> this is exactly. what I ask every week. Exactly. <laughs> who writes this crap? So Jim, we need to edit that that clip into the opening of our podcast, into the rest of the you know. and put explosions <laughs> and stuff in it too. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll try to I'll try to get a sample of that. Um, they get a time quake from 1776. It reaches the ship, and Sarah, of course, immediately realizes it's a trap. But they have no uh, they have no uh, recourse but to go check it out because it's such yeah. a big you know, a huge deal. Um. Legends arrive on Christmas Eve, where Sarah starts doing eggnog like there's no tomorrow because there, you know, might not be. And she time. meets Washington, and as this is happening, the Redcoats storm in with their arrival, their rifles, um, some uh, M16s that provided them by Rip, and uh, Nate blocks everybody with his metal body and uh, starts flirting with Amaya. And this yeah. is going to be an ongoing theme in this episode because. Because um, you can't have a woman be on the show and she not hook up with one of them. Yeah, I guess. Obviously. Or Rip, Rip was prepared for this. Evidently, he uh, launches a device. They, they encounter Rip outside the place. They're trying to get George Washington out of there. And they're like, Rip, I hit you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, shoot her. And he shoots uh, Sarah right in the chest. Yeah, now he gets good at doing his job. Leaves her to die. And then um, his men take away Mick and Washington. Yeah, he's been more effective as a villain in five minutes at this point than he was as a hero through yeah. all of season one. And you know what? Yep. I like him better as a villain. Let him stay a villain as far as I'm concerned. Or just kill him. One kill him. One. That's what I want. Just kill that kill character. Kill him. One or the other. Kill him. Uh, Stein and Jax bring Sarah aboard the Wayrider, but they have no Gideon and no Firestorm abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Captain Ursher. Why did they not have Firestorm abilities? Don't make any sense to me. Did that didn't make any sense to me. Not because at all. What, what, my understanding was whatever the EMP that went off or whatever that was that blew out the, the ship, blew out the device that harmed yeah, whatever that thing is. That but that device is to keep them stable. It's mm-hmm. not to it's not the thing that allows them to change. That's natural. They their bodies right. are hey, insane. I'm just given what they No, I know. got it. I heard I, I know what you're saying and you're right. They, that's the bullshit they repeated. But in my mind I'm like that is not what you set up in the flash. You set up that that thing keeps them from going nuclear. If they're the, if they're a firestorm for too long. Right. It's a stability thing. Right. So that was just dumb. Yeah. Uh Amaya and Nate are walking around and uh, being cute and then they get attacked oh. by uh, some people. And then Nate tumbles into a river off a cliff and Amaya dives in after him, you know, using her, yeah, seal, by the her seal form. 
I like that though when she does that little power thing. I like that. Yeah, that was cool. She uh, my saves Nate and he's pulled out of the freezing river. And, it's like uh, tender. And then swipe. She decides the best uh, way to warm him up is using skin to skin contact. Other effort. Obviously. Of course. Obviously. What else is there? There aren't any fires or anything around or furs. Well, or... what she really could have done was turn herself into a animal that is very warm, and then did that. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. Just anyway, she, a... she already is an animal that's very warm. She's a human, right? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, she could be even warmer. Um, she, uh, he's na- uh, when Nate wakes up, he's naked under the furs, and she checks on him, and she can't walk away, and it's, uh, you know, Nate says, it's warmer here in the tent. Yeah, eyes up here, girl. Um, <laughs> like, about an hour later, they're like, uh, they're like, yo, what do, oh, wait, are we on a mission? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering when they were going to remember. Nate, and Nate's all like, baby, don't be so fast. It's a mission, yeah. but it's not yeah. like a mission mission, you know, you know. Yeah. But I'm like, forget yeah. it. We got to get out of here. We got to yeah, save everyone else. So. Whatever. I just, I just thought that was weird, you know. Yeah, it was. Meanwhile, Mick and Washington are being held captive by the Redcoats. Uh, Washington's too foppish for Mick. Mick explains to Washington... You know, what being American is really about. You know, Washington's like, you know, there are rules to war, and Mick is like, you know, he thinks it's funny they're not doing anything in retaliation. Oh, man. I just love the part where he says, because he wants men, he wants a place where men can be free. And I'm like, you mother effer. <laughs> you mean white men. <laughs> yeah. White, white men who own slaves. And land. Yeah. Yeah, women and everybody else. Or Italy. You just or... ask yourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't get, ro- you get freedom. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, freedom. That's nice. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Mick, Mick is like, you know, if, if you, uh, if you have a duel, you mess up their food in the morning. If you march in formation, you hit him from the trees. You know, he's like explaining to him, you know, and Washington likes Mick's aggressiveness, you know. So, um, so when Washington's about to be hanged, instead of just walking up and, you know, taking like a gentleman, the two men fight their way through a bunch of redcoats and all of a sudden Nate and Amaya, done with their little, uh, thingy thing are done right. just in time to save them. Right. Right. Escape. Um, Stein is trying to save uh, Sarah's life, even though he's not that kind of doctor. And yes. Jax is trying to be the captain when he's not exactly the captain. So, captain look at me, Jim. Jim, look at me. Look at me. Look <laughs> at me. Captain. I'm the captain. I am the captain. <laughs> Stop it. I'm sorry. Sorry. Okay. Rip opens the door to get to the ship. Jax, Jax does his best Home Alone into imitation with booty shots. He sure does. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. He finally gets to like this hall of uh, of um, weapons and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, tries to bribe him with the spear. And then uh, he's like, "Look, you know, Jax, you can save your father with the spear. You I know? can save your daddy." And Jack is like, "You know, forget it." And he turns on the auxiliary power, Rich, Rick. Rip catches up to him. Jax gets cornered. He's like, look, I can show you where you put the spear. And he takes him to where Rip had kept him. But at the last second, Rip gets distracted. Ray's making a lot of noise, running away from a giant rat in the vents through all this. And the booby trap under the floorboard fl- blows, and Jax makes a run for it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but Rip walks into the med bay and finds Stein, and, and uh, just as he's saving Sarah, um... Rip's already taken out, and then takes out Stein and is about to snap Sarah's neck. 
And Jack's like trying to talk him out of it through the whole thing. And then, uh, Jack's, uh, Rip just snaps his neck. There's like that crunch. And then when Stein wakes up, you know, he finds Jack is devastated. Uh, but Stein is like, look, you know, Ray, if you could flip the switch, bring Gideon back online, we may have a chance to save Sarah. Uh, Ray makes it out of the vents and then jumps on the, um, he dives off the edge of the um, vent onto the switch to turn it on. Gideon comes back online and finds that Sarah's brain is still functioning. Hooray. Everyone's safe. Right. All is well in the world and Usher has lost. So we get to the point where, um, you know, Jax, who thinks Sarah's dead, like chases down Rip, points the gun in his face. Rip's like, you haven't got the guts. You know, but he gives, uh, Jax looks like he might have a small chance of actually using the gun, but then Sarah arrives. He's healed enough to talk, she's healed enough to talk Jax down from coming. So then, uh, Mick and Washington, uh, have their goodbyes. Mick's about to propose an alternate plan for the criminal justice system when they leave. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Everyone gets to steal. And then they get, they get back on the wave rider and it turns out there's a statue to Mick erected in Washington DC. That's the only <laughs> change. Now I do have to say with Mick, my favorite line of all the DC shows this week is, now I know why Franklin's on the hundred dollar bill. I bet you a hundred use you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, you know, the rest of the episode was crap, but that, yeah. Crap. He was not Scottish, no. So then we uh, we cut to Christmas time on the Wave Rider. And then uh, Nate gives uh, uh, Amaya some ruby slippers, like the ones in Wizard of Oz, because they were talking about that movie earlier in their little, like, meet-cute area thing. Yeah. Didn't your boyfriend just get killed? Why are we having a Christmas episode in February? I have no idea. But then yeah. Sarah, Sarah offers a Fast and the Furious type speech to the team, calling them all mm-hmm. family, and uh, they're going to, uh, they always do better than Legion of Duty. Yeah, but Fast and the Furious, they actually get the, the things accomplished. When they, when they have a goal, they get it accomplished. Well, because they're fast. So far, we've had two and they're separate episodes where they go through a whole ripping and running to finally have to give the thing that they were supposed to keep from the bad guy to the bad guy anyway. So I don't uh, I don't get it. Letter grades for legends? Uh F yourself. Yeah, F hard F. Like like really hard like hard hard F. Like double like triple F. <laughs> I I I give it an F Whoever is specifically responsible for writing Mick. <laughs> yeah, is he was the only thing to look forward they, to. It. They get they yeah. get they get a they get a B. Yeah, Mick is fine. <laughs> Mick is fine. <laughs> but other than that, the rest of that F you crap. Uh, not not George Lucas episode bad, but close. Uh, 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 I give it a C minus because I like the Mick stuff and yeah. I like Rip Hunter as a villain. Okay. Villain, so I give it a C minus. He was an okay villain. He'd be a better corpse, though, I think. He's more, interesting. He's more <laughs> interesting as a <laughs> Yeah, he would make a good corpse. Um, yeah. This Arrow episode is called Bratva. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like, 
It's kind of tying in more of the uh, flashback stuff we've seen lately with the storyline. Uh, it starts off with Talia sending Oliver to take out some low-level drug dealers for practice. And she's uh, she thinks he's doing well, but she's encouraging him to get started on his list, his father's list. Mm-hmm. How does she... Well, here's what I want to know. How does she know about all this stuff? Great question. Good question. Uh, the only uh, thing I can figure uh, is because of the connection of Malcolm to the assassins. I... Maybe there was information fed through that way somehow, but other than that, I don't know. That makes no sense. Um, the drug dealer who was dealing to Thea started her in season one. Yeah, I remember. He happens to be in town that night, so Oliver in his like, uh, Mach 1 hood costume uh, has an Imani beg for his life. And, uh, Oliver announces that he's failed the city and shoots him full of arrows. The... Uh, so there's is that the first time we get the catchphrase? I think in the timeline. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. It sounded like it was the origin of it. It's got to be. He uh, Oliver crosses over Humani's name and frets to Talia about how he'd be able to leave the Bratva. When he goes to tell Anatoly, he finds the man he's been badly beaten after confronting Gregor about his loyalty to Kovar. Um, since Gregor is the Pakan or the mob boss, there's nothing they could do except kill him. Oliver points out. And uh, Oliver bails on telling Anatoly about his plans to return stateside. So we go to the present. Um, Susan, Susan, the reporter, is back on the show after we forgot about her for a couple weeks. And uh, Sure did. She's basically there to say, hey, um, we haven't slept together yet. And she's there to give Quentin Lance an interview because he's back. Plus he. He's straight from rehab. Hell yeah. Um. So he's trying to get back his job, and uh, General Walker, the guy who is uh, trying to you know frame Diggle for stealing all the, the biological weapons and stuff, mm-hmm. um, he left a whole. He's uh, the word is he's headed to Russia to sell the missing nuclear bomb to Markovian nationalists. I like how they use the, the same fictional countries too. Yeah, see, like yeah. Markovia. I wonder if a Geoforce is going to show up. <laughs> It would be cool, though. Uh, you know, Prince of Markovia, right? It would be um, cool. Oliver plans a field trip. And sure. Diggle wants to come, and Felicity wants to come. Uh-huh. Back in uh, back in the States, Renee stands, stays behind because uh, Oliver is afraid he's going to start an in- international incident. <laughs> and he spends the episode pretty much prepping Quentin for the interview with Susan. Um, and he throws out some really, like, questions like if he, if he blames himself for Laurel's death mm-hmm. and Quentin loses it and tosses him out but naturally they you know get back and apologize and Renee's worried that Susan's not going to pull any punches and Quentin's still trying to learn to live without booze that's hard yeah well I'm glad they're not shying away from how hard it is you know what I mean they just didn't have to come back right. and go, hey everything's yeah. fine I'm not drinking anymore blah 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 you know Shoot. That's how that works. Especially living in that town. You need booze more than ever. Right? It uh, turns out that years ago, back when Quentin was a beat cop, he caught little Juvie Renee tagging a building. No. Not him. uh, And gave him a little pep talk. And Quentin doesn't remember it, but Renee does. Because he was drunk. I would think. Yeah. 
So I like um, I like Wild Dog man. I like, yeah, I like I like, the, I like his character. I like him, the guy who's playing him too. I think he yeah. does it does it well. Um, now on to Russia. Ta-da. Uh, the Aero Team get on Star City's private jet <laughs> and fly to Russia. <laughs> but we broke though, right? But yeah. we broke. They're though. broke, but they have a private jet that they can fly to Russia whenever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and and where is some, there's going to be some kind of oversight? It's like why is the mayor of a American city going to Russia? I mean, as far as unofficial business to take the city plane. Well, they said they had that satellite city thing with with that part oh. of Russia. Remember that little excuse? Oh yeah, that that's kind of lame. It is lame, but they made it. But they did say it. Yeah. Um, they show up in Russia. Anatoly meets them at the airport and punches Oliver right in the face. Of course he does. Um, huh? Oliver's kind of shocked, but Anatoly's like, "Hey, that's for Alexei Leonov," and that was the guy in season two. Leonoff, Oliver used Leonoff to track Slade, and then didn't help him in return, which is the Bratva way, evidently. And then mm-hmm. Slade killed him. So Oliver pretty much caused Leonoff's death. And then Oliver realized, reminds Anatoly he's not a Bratva anymore, and uh, Anatoly in turn, in turn tells him to go home because there's nothing for him here. All right, blood in, blood out, son. Yep. So they go to an old Argus safe house, Russian mansion. Uh, Felicity has a cool line here. She says, I feel like somebody died of tuberculosis here. <laughs> they probably did. Maybe. In Mother Russia, death finds you. I said that several times during this episode, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oliver tries one more time to get Anatoly's help to locate Walker. Um, Anatoly tells, tells John that he, he's his new favorite American, <laughs> but he tells Oliver they're back on the quid pro quo system and, uh, and Oliver refuses to get sucked back into broad for business. So Anatoly, was like, not oh, again, yeah, the cost is too high. Anatoly. I can't do that. Can't test again. <laughs> uh, we get a cool scene of Diana practicing her cry with Curtis. Yeah, man. And Curtis says it's the sound of a thousand Beyonce's. Yeah, that was funny. That was uncalled for. That was it uncalled was. for. But it was funny. Okay, sure. Um, Felicity figures out what carrier the the burner phone is on that Walker would use, and then realizes that the the thumb, the jump drive that the uh, mini uh, Felicity Junior gave her last week has uh, some blackmail material on there. So she puts on a slinky dress and a fur coat. And she gets Rory and Curtis to dress like Bradfa. <laughs> So she goes to the executive and threatens him as him and his family are eating dinner in this really, like, cool-looking dinner club or whatever. And uh, <clears throat> Felicity kind of hints that her, you know, she doesn't care if his family's murdered or not if he doesn't give her the, you know, the information. He's a this bad my, man. This is my favorite Felicity moment in a long time. Just saying. Just loved her in this scene. Yeah. He's a bad man. <laughs> Pay the man his money. Yeah. It was so red in that restaurant. Yeah. Um, they get Walker's location in hand. The team moves in, but it's a trap. And Walker escapes, but with the help of Dinah, they are able to take one of them hostage. And Diggle wants to jump right into the torture. <laughs> but Oliver like tells him to be cool. He threatens the guy with some jumper cable, some battery cables. They leave him alone for a little while. 
Um, Rorty calls out Felicity for her blackmail. She also gets to admit that her data cache is beyond massive. And, um, he kind of gives her, he gives her the non-Marvel equivalent of what the, of the great power comes great responsibility speech. <laughs> Pretty much. That he got with the exactly. rags. Yeah. Um, Felicity argues that the people the data dump deserve what's coming to them, but Rory's wondered about what he'll do to her. What will it do to her? How will it change her? You know? It won't change you at all. And then Oliver stumbles in, and Rory's about to snitch on her, but then the sound of John wailing on their hostage interrupts him. Yeah. That was cool. He, Oliver comes in, he pulls John off the battered guy, and then agrees to make a deal with Anatoly. He'll bust some skulls. In exchange for Walker's location. Yes, tell me. Uh, Oliver grabs Dinah for their covert Bronfa mission, which turns out to be a little jaunt involving machine guns, tossing a guy through a window, ordering yes. him to shut down his business and breaking two fingers. Back yeah. in the van, Dinah observes this isn't the first time Oliver's been a thug. <laughs> I like how she talks to Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't take his whiny, whiny. Yeah, she's like, when she has that line. To be honest, brooding gets on my nerves. That was pretty funny. All right, I like that. Um, John and Felicity um, realize how Oliver gets the information. John Oliver, Oliver tells him he'd rather be the one to cross that line, not them. And then uh, Felicity argues that sometimes you gotta get a little dirty to get the job done. But Oliver disagrees. And then Oliver's like, "I need the two of you to be better than me, because you are, you know." But Oliver, we need the information now. And that's during the moment Curtis lets them know that Anatoly and a whole mess of angry Russian dudes are outside to take down Walker. Oops. Um, they run rush into a hangar where Walker's making a deal with the Nationalist. Rory's rags fly, and Dinah screams a van into rubble. And uh, Curtis advises, you know, in the future, you might not want to do that with a van carrying a nuclear bomb. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Right. That might not be a good thing. Uh, That's pretty solid advice there. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. But Walker was actually double-crossing the buyer, and the nuke wasn't on that van. Of course not. uh, John ends up with uh, with Walker in his crosshairs, and Walker urges John to kill him, even threatening his family, but John eases his finger off the trigger. After they killed all those guys to get to Walker... I'm saying they the won't big kill deal. him. I mean, you know, it's like that's I the big deal. I'll kill these nameless guys, but this guy is the actual character actor. Yeah, they wear the shirts. Okay, fine. <laughs> I just think you could have just killed the dude and walked away. It's not going to kill your conscience to kill the murderer. He's a murderer now. The dude is responsible for many deaths. But uh, they're not out of the woods yet. Um, Felicity and Rory discover that uh, the nuclear bomb somehow got tripped because, you know, because Hollywood science. Of and course. And when she tries to disarm it, the <laughs> countdown on it speeds up. Um, first, Felicity wants to hop into a nearby plane to fly it where it would cause the least damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rory says no. His rags protected him once, and he probably will again. So he shoots Felicity outside and puts his rags around the bomb to contain the blast. Um, a blinding white light. Explodes in the hangar, Oliver arrives, and they rush inside to find Rory, only slightly charred. Um, and they celebrate stopping a nuclear bomb with spooky-ass rags with vodka shots. And uh, the only one that can do the vodka without gagging is Dinah, and Anatoly declares her his new favorite American. 
And then John and Oliver and Felicity talk. John and Oliver have one of their bro moments. Um, and it totally reminds me of Oliver that he's brought for, for life no matter what. And then they're back in Star City and Oliver's sleeping with Susan. Um, that hussy. No, she ain't. She, she can get it. The, uh, the rags somehow have been depowered by stopping that blast. They no longer do their thing. And uh, since he's a liability because he's powerless, he's t- yeah. he's taken off. But he tells Felicity he'll be back. And uh, I'm assuming he's going to fix the rags, right? To reestablish a connection again, I guess. I guess. I hope so. I, I hope, hope it's so just too. I really like the way they portrayed him. And I yeah, good, no reason for him to be gone. I thought he was a good foil for Felicity, too, to, to bounce off of, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, as Felicity turns to leave, she gets a text from her hacker buddy, Felicity Jr., uh, encouraging her to de- dig into the data cache. And uh, Felicity says, okay. Finally, we see Susan skulking around with a source. He provides a photo of Oliver surrounded by Broadfoot in Russia five years ago. Yeah, that's so- a problem. The source also has a picture of Luchnik, which means the archer in Russian, looking an awful lot like somebody we know. So now another person knows. Yeah, and, right. du- and duplicitous Susan replies, very good, if Oliver Queen is the green arrow. Damn. Can't trust him. So. Can't trust a flat button as well. No. No, you can't. So. Arrow. What do you say? I enjoyed it. I thought it was better. It's not a perfect episode, but no, I enjoyed it's it. better than I thought it would be. Moments B. I yeah, also, I also go B with it. Yeah, I go B minus. I go B minus. I was gonna say B minus C plus right in there. Um, it, I I will say that as much as the flashbacks have usually annoyed, I I kind of liked the way they tied some things together. Um, considering that we have them, whether we want them or not, so I thought there were some cool moments with that. But I don't know. I just I liked it, but I wasn't super impressed by it. And where the hell is Thea? Yeah, no Thea this episode at all. She just gets a credit. Where the hell is she at? <laughs> we have some questions from the Facebook group I wanted to go through real fast if we could. Okay. Um, I put up, you know, a thing asking for questions a while ago, so we collected a few. Uh, Brad Milo of Half Hour Wasted uh, fame uh, podcast wants to know why you so fly. <laughs> for a white guy? I don't know. What does that mean? Why are you so fly? That's all you're Okay. All right. Why? So you're obviously talking about me. Well, yeah, sure. Yes, Jerry. Give us an answer. Yeah, Jerry. Here's here's the thing. You know, mm-hmm. I choose the fly life. The fly life chose me. But, oh, you know, sure. I'm pretty comfortable in that uh-huh. that you know that hemisphere, that atmosphere. Uh-huh. I think I'm killing it. I think I'm just generally killing it. That's my okay. answer. Okay. All right. You're pretty Go fly. With that. You're fly. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Next question. Carlos Carmona, is it be- asked, is it better to have small crossovers with a few characters between shows or a big one with all the shows like Invasion? Both. I say I both. Like, yeah, I like both too. Ha- have the big, you know, tent poles in the season moments with the big crossovers, but the little appearances here and there, that that's appreciated. I do. I like those. Uh, John Davis wrote in with a couple. First off, what happened to Thea and Detective Lance? 
Uh, not that they have to come back, mind you. <laughs> well, yeah, Theo was MIA this week, and uh, Detective Lance, you know, he rolled back into the game, so we saw him this week. She wasn't on the last one either, wasn't she? Wasn't she off? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, she's, where's she at? I don't know. Huh. Huh. Where your name is, girl? Where you at? Can I get some? Where your mama is? Where your daddy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He also asked, what do you think of the fact they put up that statue of Laurel, and then after his death, uh, after it got destroyed, Ollie was all like, eh, we don't need another one. Because they don't. They didn't in the first place. Exactly. That whole statue thing was stupid. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, I mean... The statue of Mick this week makes more sense than that statue of Laurel. So they're probably going to build her like a, a youth center or something. I bet you. Or a canary sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> or a discount, a discount leather emporium. I see what you did there. <laughs> or a liquor store. Or a liquor what? store. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> liquor store. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Your You're welcome. Yeah, enjoy the shrimp cocktail. Um, the script for the Batman is reportedly done, and everyone is happy with it. Isn't that great? This we learned yeah, just yeah. after Ben Affleck dropped out of it as director. Yeah, I don't know if that's a. I don't. I don't know if that's accurate. Well, that that one's not been really confirmed by sources that I trust. There like is variety and deadline. Right. And stuff there like. is a finished script moving around. That's right. Some people have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, that other Batman movie, the Lego Batman movie, opened this week, and uh, hopefully next week we'll be able to give you a review of that because I'm definitely going to go see it at some of that time this weekend. I'm the best. Now the Batman film has a director now, right? Matt Reeves, who yeah, uh, yeah. did the last few Apes movies. Uh, That's so, a good level. That's a level uh, level up. I, well, I think. I think with Johns and Affleck with the script, and then this guy, I think that that's going to be a good mix i think i really hopefully no you go ahead well i was going to say hopefully uh he gets along with Affleck. i'm not a customer but i'm calling about that's going to be the thing that's going to work with this movie is those two guys have to get along to work be able to work together to do this film well i'm sure that oh go ahead no go ahead man i was just gonna say i'm sure didn't affleck he had approval on the director right or no I thought I read that. He's still a, produ- I, he's still a producer. Yeah, still a producer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, still but that doesn't mean you're going to get along after you get started. Like it's, it's... Oh, well, no, yeah. yeah. I just I know Matt Reeves. I like the way he directs the action in those age mm-hmm. movies. Like the battle And the character stuff, stuff too. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, this is a good choice. And, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what he would do with it. Yep. Definitely more of a less of a known quantity than than Affleck, but definitely a good choice because of the action stuff that he has done. So he's not going to overpower the, the the script, though. That's the thing. Yeah, with these terror movies, you don't want somebody to overpower it to the point where it, it's a problem. They they clash. Also, really quickly before we leave, I wanted to talk about Powerless again. Uh, okay. I, I saw the second episode. I think some of you did as well. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay, uh, what did you think of the second episode? Any... It is no better than the first. It was okay. It, it, I thought it was a little better. I don't think it was better to me. I, I just thought, thought it was the same level. I thought it was a smidge better, but I mean, yeah. I, I still have the, I'm still of the same opinion of, I had fun. I don't know if it was good or bad, but I had fun. 
and right. that that was that was just that was about it. I I did enjoy the whole as stupid as it's it was. Still telling the, the, rubber, same. the rubber umbrella rock deflecting. Well, I mean, it's basically the same deal. I don't know how long you go with this. It's the same deal yeah. with the first episode. Is they they act like a bunch of flakes. And she's trying to motivate them to not be, but that's how they are, and they do get it, they do get it done. Yeah. So she's well, earned and, their trust this time, huh? And that's the theme they sold it on, probably. And so we're probably going to get that the fir- that type the first few episodes. But if they don't break out of that, it's not going to last. I really, I'm enjoying it, but again, it's just not really that good. So I just, I don't see it lasting long. I won't miss it if it's gone. I just put right. it that way, and it's it's right. not doing well. The first night was not very. It was not a good night for them. I would love for it to do well, though. I think that there's something there if they do. I think it would do not in that time slot. No, at no. least like not on that network. I don't think either. No, no. probably right. I think this would work as a Netflix show a lot better. Yeah, than I, what is an NBC show or even? I, I hate to say it, but even another CW show, even though we're getting Black Lightning, you know, added to the roster later this year. It could have been a summer show, a CW summer show, right, actually. Well, like, uh, it'd be a good companion piece to the zombie, even, you know, because you have that kind of yeah. comic booky ideas with the comedy, you know, mm-hmm. mix, so. But yeah, it just seems like they, that maybe they had a better show the first pilot they did. And this is like, since this is the third time they around, they've, you know, retooled the show. It just seems like maybe they they might have you know let it cook a little too long, because what they've got here it just seems like they're trying they're trying really hard to make it funny and quirky and all those things and it's it's but it's not any more than the sum of its parts you know what I mean right. it's like right. you know, here's a this is a funny actor this is a funny you know Ron Bunches and and uh, Alan Tudyk and these are funny guys and. You know, let's let's just you know do this and put it together and and hope, right. hope for the best. But it just seems like I, I don't well, know. Maybe maybe the first version was better. You know, it was a better show. That's but the this, worst part, though, is Alan Tudyk. I really would expect Alan Tudyk's, mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm not really putting it on him, maybe because he didn't write the character. But I think he's I doing just, really well with the character he's playing. Maybe that, that I don't know, of, but I just I'm not really vibing on what they're trying to achieve with that character the bumbling boss but it's like they're really trying to make this the superhero office and it just not and let me tell you something too and i even tweeted at the guy who wrote this episode um i don't care i'm calling bs because if there were such a thing as a superhero fantasy league Batman would not still be around in the tenth round of the draft. He is, is definitely a, a first round. League. There is a superhero fantasy league. I've been in two Facebook groups where they have them. There is a superhero right. fantasy. League. But are you telling me Batman would go in a late round like that? Come on! Oh no, he always goes at least in the prep time. Or third. But they had to yeah. mention Batman, so that was prep time. Prep time. That's the argument that Batman fan is. You know, Batman could beat Galactus if he had enough prep time. Right, right. You know, so that's what, and it was rabid, rabidness of Batman fans. I could totally see Batman making it to the last round. Because he have, does he have enough prep time? Okay, then you could beat him. You know. Yeah, exactly. No, no, not tenth round. Like, like fighting through the tenth round in the draft. They're drafting. Oh, he would he would have gone in the first round easy. Okay, yeah, yeah, but they didn't think about that. They're just thinking about we got to mention Batman more than one time in this. At episode. least make it a little realistic. See, see, see how little I know. 
See how little I know about sports. <laughs> that is not the show, man. This, this show is not realistic. It won't be that. It will not be that. Yeah, you go into it wanting that, you you already not you already out. <laughs> I'm just saying. This show is ridiculous. It's supposed to be, but it's just not ridiculous enough or in the right way for me to really be compelled yeah, to watch it. It's got to be ridiculous, but funny and ridiculous. I mean, there have been other good superhero comedy shows before. The Tick was really funny, and um, right. that um, No Heroes, that British show, I don't know if you guys ever saw it. I don't think I ever got a chance to see that. But oh my god, that was hilarious about these like real, these like mystery men level superheroes, you know, just mm-hmm. trying to live. The, it was like uh, Cheers, but a bar for superheroes. Uh, great British show, but um, I mean, the, you can do good, funny superheroes. You know, it's been done before. Mm-hmm. Just this is not really it. Okay, so that's the DC TV for the week. And that's the news for the week. Uh, I'd like to direct your podcasting uh, uh, downloading machines all over to uh, hhwlod.com, where this podcast originated from. Also. The Walking Dead TV podcast is back. Uh, so we're recording tomorrow night, aren't we? Because the show yes, is tonight. Uh, the show is back on, so we are full steam ahead. That last episode we did with our top five episodes of the whole run was really a cool episode, too. You might mm-hmm. want to check that out. Especially yep, if you've been a long-time fan of the show. Uh, it's All Connected is also at hhwlod.com. It's the Marvel side of everything. I'm sure they're going to have a lot to say about the Iron Fist uh, trailer and the Legion pilot. Um, you might want to check that out. It's all connected. Yes, we did. We already recorded that one. Oh, cool. And uh, that's all available at hhwlod.com. And uh, if you need podcasting beyond that, by all means, head over to the Taylor Network Podcast.com, run by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Daryl yeah. Taylor, uh, who I've recorded two shows with today, just today. I know. Uh, he's all over well, the podcasting if, universe. Well, if, she, if uh, Jerry shows up on time, <laughs> We'll be recording you, uh, the first episode of the new version, the rebirth of Comic Grant. So, uh, did I hear right? It's going to be Jerry and Wendy? Yes. Wendy Freeman? Wow. Yes. That's totally worth listening to. I'm Uncensored. Yeah. Uncensored. Uncensored, dude. Oh, man. Oh, damn. Uncensored. Now you got me. It'll be, it'll be what, it, it, I don't even know how we, this is going to go. I don't know, I don't know if I'm going to survive hide it. Hide your wife. Hide your kids, hide your wife. It's going to start with a new episode, new new number one episode. So look out for Comic Rack Snark Cast. I'm afraid of getting, uh-huh. I'm afraid of my, the woman in my house getting pregnant if I play that. It, it just, it's going to be bigger, my... dirtier, so, uncut. Too much. Yeah. So Daryl, is this, is this like the next generation, or is this a straight reboot? This is uh this is a rebirth. It's a reimagining. It's a, re- a, it's a reimagining of an Elseworlds. Right. So we can pull on previous continuity, but it doesn't mean that we're. Stuck that. Awesome. Is Bad Robot producing? No, 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 no. no. Oh. If only. If only. Can we use Slick for the first song on that? Can, Can we, we use what? The re- <laughs> one? Rebirth Slick? Slick could do you know that. that yeah, I know yes. that's. Yes! Okay. You just have to remind me. Okay. You should. Tell the 45 year old to remember stuff. That's fine. No, I got to... Yeah. You're right. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen. You should have that, like, it. Peaches as a theme song or something. Yeah. <laughs> the singer Peaches. Not the, that's yeah, the I don't have to do it. Yeah, okay. 
millions of teachers. You just got it. No. no. <laughs> so until next week when we have a whopping two episodes of DC TV to talk about, we'll I don't get, we'll get, and we'll get, we'll get a bit of a break. So, and we'll probably also talk about the Lego Batman movie episode. So then, we're going to see everybody. Thanks, guys.
Thank you. 